Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast number 39. Man charged with assaulting Maryland trooper, Nevada trooper killed in shootout, and Ohio police officers involved in multiple gunfights. From Chestertown, Maryland, the Herald Mail reports a Queen Anne's County man who allegedly dragged a state trooper before being shot by that trooper has been charged with first and second degree assault, Deny Richard Corsi, 44 of Centerville also is charged with violating Governor Larry Hogan's executive order to stay at home due to the COVID-19 pandemic as well as traffic offenses that include fleeing and eluding police, he is being held without bail in the Queen Anne's County Detention Center, according to court records, Corsi has a preliminary hearing in Queen Anne's County District Court, Corsi is accused of dragging trooper John Kendall Thomas Tucker, Tucker, who grew up in Kent County and still lives there was a deputy with the Kent County Sheriff's Office for three years before joining the Maryland State Police in 2016. Corsi and Tucker both were airlifted Saturday to the University of Maryland Shock Trauma Center in Baltimore, where they were treated and released. Tucker was treated for a vertebral fracture. He is recovering from his injuries at home, according to a news release from the Maryland State Police. The preliminary investigation indicates that Tucker was on patrol in the area of the 1000 block of Rolf's Wharf Road, near Chestertown, in Queen Anne's County. He stopped a suspicious vehicle in the area of the marina and called in a description of a 2001 Chevrolet truck, according to investigators. Minutes later, Tucker called for backup. When units arrived, they found Tucker lying alongside the road and the suspect truck was gone. The preliminary investigation indicates Tucker approached the truck on the passenger side and contacted the driver and sole occupant, subsequently identified as Corsi. While talking with Corsi, the trooper saw what appeared to be a small amount of a suspected controlled dangerous substance in the center console, police said. When Tucker confronted Corsi about this, Corsi allegedly accelerated away, with Tucker being dragged by the truck, according to the news release. Police said the truck picked up speed as Tucker clung to the side. Tucker repeatedly told the driver to stop, but was ignored. According to the news release, in fear for his life, the trooper fired his weapon toward the suspect. At some point he became dislodged from the vehicle and fell where he was later found by backup troopers. The news release states, Queen Anne's County Sheriff's Office deputies located the truck after a broadcast was put out. A deputy reported the truck was driving through a field and eventually became stuck in a ditch. When Queen Anne's deputies and state troopers took Corsi into custody they found he had what appeared to be a gunshot wound to the middle torso. Troopers administered immediate emergency care and medical units responded to the scene. According to the news release, investigators from the Criminal Enforcement Division and Crime Scene Technicians from the Forensic Sciences Division responded to the scene and assisted with the investigation. The Maryland State Police Homicide Unit also responded and is leading the ongoing investigation, as is procedure in a trooper-involved shooting. Upon completion, the criminal investigation will be presented to the Office of the Queen Anne's County State's Attorney for review, police said. The Internal Affairs Division also is conducting an investigation, which is standard procedure following an incident of use of deadly force by a trooper. From Las Vegas, the Review Journal reports Nevada Highway Patrol Sergeant Ben Jenkins, who was killed in the line of duty on a remote highway last month, was shot multiple times, according to authorities. The 47-year-old man's death on March 27 has been ruled a homicide by the Clark County Coroner's Office, which determined Jenkins died of multiple gunshot wounds, 
According to the White Pine County Sheriff's Office, his death was the first fatal shooting of a highway patrol officer in the line of duty in nearly three decades. Authorities have released no further details about Jenkins' wounds, although previously released court documents related to the killing state that the sergeant was shot in his shoulder and or head. Jenkins, a married father of five with four grandchildren, had devoted his life to public service. He was a veteran of both the Army National Guard and Air National Guard, reaching the rank of Sergeant First Class in the Army Guard before transferring to the Air Guard in 1995. According to a National Guard spokesman, he started his career with the Highway Patrol in 2009 as a trooper in Jackpot and was promoted to Sergeant in Elko in 2017, before joining the Highway Patrol. Jenkins also worked as a training officer for the Nevada State Fire Marshal Division, a crew supervisor for the Nevada Division of Forestry and an assistant fire chief for the Spring Creek Volunteer Fire Department. The suspect in Jenkins' killing, identified by authorities as 65-year-old John Dabritz, is charged with open murder, third-degree arson, grand larceny of a motor vehicle and grand larceny of a firearm. White Pine County District Attorney Michael Wobble has said prosecutors could decide to seek capital punishment. Last week, the Las Vegas Review-Journal learned that Dabritz, a resident of Ruth, had spent the weeks leading up to the killing on a paranoid quest to warn people in White Pine County of his theory that COVID-19 was spreading through the water and sewer systems. Dabritz, who suffers from bipolar disorder, was a chemist in the 1980s before his diagnosis. His ex-wife, Haiti previously told the Review Journal, according to court documents and interviews with locals who had interacted with the man prior to the shooting, the White Pine County Sheriff's Office was contacted after three of the known incidents involving Dabritz, most recently on March 24, the shooting occurred three days later on U.S. Highway 93, north of Ely, Dabritz will remain held at the White Pine County Jail without bail as he awaits an April 16 preliminary hearing in the case. From Caddo Parish, Louisiana, a 28-year-old man who was wanted for the murder of his girlfriend in Shreveport's Highland neighborhood and was also suspected of shooting at a Caddo deputy on Monday, is dead. Derek Swanson, of 339 Herndon Street, died Tuesday afternoon in a shootout with law enforcement officers after he broke into a house in the 8,700 block of South Lakeshore Drive, according to the Caddo Parish Sheriff's Office. I would just say that you've got good guys and bad guys, the good guys won, Prater said in response to what he would say to the family of the Highland neighborhood homicide victim, Swanson had been on the run, shirtless and shoeless, since at least Monday afternoon when he shot at a Caddo deputy, the deputy was attempting to question Swanson about his alleged involvement in the murder of 26-year-old Taylor Baskins, Swanson's girlfriend. Baskins was shot multiple times while at a residence in the 300 block of Herndon Street around 3.30 a.m. Friday, April 3, deputies were in the area of Jefferson Page Road since Monday afternoon, searching for Swanson by ground and air. At around 12.13 p.m. Tuesday, a woman called the sheriff's office to report a burglary in progress at her home while she was inside. One deputy and three Louisiana State Police troopers who had been helping with the search went to the South Lakeshore home in response to the call. They had just arrived outside when Swanson exited the house and fired at the deputy and one of the troopers. All four officers returned fire, 
read a news release from the Caddo Sheriff's Office, no officers were injured, at least one other home burglary and an attempted vehicle theft allegedly committed by Swanson were reported as the manhunt unfolded on Monday. At around 1 p.m. Monday, a deputy responded to a tip that the Highland murder suspect was seen in the 8200 block of Jefferson Page Road. The deputy saw the man believed to be the murder suspect on the road and attempted to speak with him, but the man reportedly produced a gun and fired at the deputy, the deputy returned fire, the deputy was not injured in the incident, at the time, it was unknown if the subject was hit, the subject then fled into a nearby wooded area, not long after, a citizen contacted the sheriff's office to report that a strange man had entered his home without permission but then left, the sheriff's office said. While in the home, Swanson allegedly tried to steal a rifle but when he found it wasn't loaded, he threw it down and left. Before dark, a resident on Bradford Lane reported to police that he was approached at home by a man who was armed with a stick. The man tried unsuccessfully to steal the citizen's truck and then ran away, the sheriff's office said. Caddo deputies searched the wooded area on foot with canines and by air with the use of the department's drone unit. A perimeter was maintained in the 8200 block of Jefferson Page Road throughout the night and man checkpoints after suspending the search at 1 a.m. Tuesday morning, the search resumed, again, using drones and six canine teams. Divers searched a private pond for evidence and reportedly found evidence linked to Swanson. Prater later revealed that Swanson swam across the pond and lost his identification, but the ID was later recovered by divers, we feel confident we are still on his trail, Prater in a news release Tuesday morning, everyone needs to keep their eyes open, and residents in the area should be especially careful, local law enforcement believe Swanson may have been trying to get to Carnac, Texas, where he is from, for a news release. Police described Swanson as being 5 foot 7 tall and weighing 160 pounds. He has black hair, brown eyes and has tattoos on his left forearm. He was last seen Monday wearing blue jeans, no shirt, and no shoes. We don't know where he was going, we'll never know. He was barefooted, stumbling around all night long, all afternoon long. Prater told the media Tuesday afternoon, I'm sure he was hungry, I'm sure all the things you would be, cut up and trying to get away and I can't say what his mindset, was or, where he was going. From Toledo, Ohio, The Blade reports in the span of two days, an undercover Toledo police officer was shot at, a gang unit detective, who is the son of the officer undercover, fired at a suspect, and the adolescent son of a Toledo murder victim was injured in a shooting, just after 2 p.m. on Wednesday. Toledo Police Department Detective Norm Carroll alerted officers over his police radio that he had just been shot at while he was conducting an investigation near the intersection of Door Street and Westwood Avenue, police said, the occupants of a black Dodge Journey fired multiple shots at him, according to police, Detective Carroll kept the suspect vehicle in his sight as he called out the direction it was fleeing, police said, the vehicle stopped near the intersection of Burn Road and Nebraska Avenue. Two suspects fled on foot and officers gave chase, eventually taking both into custody, police said. A third suspect remained in the car and was also taken into custody. Officers found a gun inside the vehicle. The suspects' names and ages have not been released. Police are interviewing the suspects, all juveniles. Detective Carroll did not fire his weapon, police said. Detective Carroll is the father of Detective Zachary Carroll 
a Toledo police gang unit detective who fired several gunshots at a suspect who pointed a rifle at him during a foot chase on Tuesday, police said, police don't believe the suspect was struck, nor do they believe that the shootings are related, that incident occurred just before 9 p.m., Tuesday as Toledo Police Department officers tried to break up a large gathering at Wade and Norwood Avenues, officers were dispatched to the area at 8.52 p.m., after a 911 caller reported a commotion and suspected gang-related activity at a gathering of between 30 and 50 people, according to authorities, as officers from the Toledo Police Gang Unit approached, they saw two people fleeing and gave chase, minutes later. The younger detective Carroll reported over the radio that a suspect had pointed a rifle at him, he then fired several times at the suspect, authorities don't believe the suspect was struck in the exchange, the suspect is not in custody, a magazine from the rifle was recovered at the scene, the younger detective Carroll has been with Toledo Police Department for more than three years, Lt. Linhart said. His father has served with Toledo Police Department for more than 32 years and is assigned to the Special Intelligence Group. Earlier on Tuesday, about a mile south of Waite and Norwood, a 12-year-old boy and another Toledo man were transported to area hospitals after they were injured in shootings, Toledo Police reported Wednesday. The boy, Christopher Carrington Jr., is the son of a March 15 homicide victim, he and Emery Baker, 18 told officers they were sitting in a vehicle in the 1000 block of Vance Street just before 7 p.m., Tuesday when they heard several gunshots, police said, Mr. Baker and the youth ran inside a Vance Street home and discovered each of them had been shot at least once, according to police, the youth is the son of Christopher Carrington, 34, who was shot and killed in the 700 block of West Sylvania Avenue outside the former Lyrics Lounge, Taggery Cunningham, 15 is charged with murder and could be tried as an adult in the slaying of young Carrington's father, Mr. Baker was taken to Mercy Health Street, Vincent Medical Center, while the Carrington boy was transported to Pro-Medica Toledo Hospital, both were admitted and appear to have life-threatening injuries, police reported Wednesday, police said four people were detained and questioned, a firearm was recovered from the scene. This news brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.